be rich, said Jim. We shall be millionaires. And so they were. Your Look, birth goes along a lot. Well, anyways, Lindsay. <laughs> hello, everybody. Stop looking at the waveform. Okay, form. I'm stopping at the waveform. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Guess what? Uh, I have to go back to school tomorrow. But when you're listening to this, I'll have been in school for three weeks already. Yes. We are we are recording. <laughs> We're banking more episodes. We're recording this literally five minutes after we did the last one. Yeah. That's a lie. Lindsay can't tell time. Nope. Not at all. It's the next week. It's the next week. Sorry, I'm moving the microphone. I don't know what's going on. Well, but anyways, the welcome fuck is to, your problem? You know what the fuck my problem is? <laughs> we haven't had an explicit tag on like the last four fucking episodes. That is my problem. <laughs> Sorry to anyone with children. Nah, whatever. Nah, anyways, whatever. so <laughs> that's my fucking problem right there, boy. Oh, yes. Uh, Good for the snorts. Yes. Welcome back to this. Welcome to show. this episode of Top Shelf, <laughs> where we are watching and talking about the gold rush. The gold rush? From, from 1925. Yes. But you should mention. Yes. What version of this did we watch? We are actually watching the version that we watched, um, more than likely the version that you will see, unless you watch the one that is posted on the page, is actually the 1942 reissue of the film. That Charlie Chaplin did. Oh. Um, it is different. We, again, we try to watch the version of the movie that most people will probably find or yeah. see. Criterion did release the movie on Blu-ray and on DVD. Uh, and I believe that version is this. Actually, oh. I'm almost certain that version is this version. We just talked about this, I think, off mic last week. But I asked if what version, because we're getting to number 50 mm-hmm. relatively soon here, and number 50 is, is Fellowship of the Ring. Right. And I asked which version of it we we're going to watch. And we are watching the theatrical, theatrical version. cut. We're not going to watch the extended one on Blu-rays, because our general consensus all the way back from Blade Runner was that yeah. we should watch the theatrical version of the film Or the most readily available version of right. the film. In this case... The 1942 re-release, right. it's the Criterion one. Because like what, what got us confused was, on IMDb, it says the Gold Rush is 95 minutes or 96 minutes. We started watching this copy, which I have, and it's an hour and 10 or an hour and 11 minutes. And that's, I actually stopped going, well, wait, what, what version are we actually watching? So I had to do a little digging because I completely forgot about this, that this even happened. Um, but I guess it makes more sense now that I go back to it. So what happened was, uh, Chaplin released a new version of this film in 1942. And this is pertinent for probably some trivia that you'll, you might, maybe you might give, or I know when it comes to the awards later, it connects to that. Uh, Chaplin made this version of the film. He used his own narration. So back, cause it's a silent film back in 1925 when it was released, it was strictly just musical accompaniment. Right. And then general, you know, the title the cards, cards that, you know, said what the dialogue was. That, that's what the movie was. Right. So the movie was longer. He recut the film. He made it 72 minutes instead of 96 minutes. He did his own. He, he made his own score to it or composed his score or mm-hmm. edited. He re-edited the film and then he did a narration where he actually talks during the entire film yep. over top of it. Which now we can talk about that during the discussion part. Sometimes I worry that we put the discussion part in the wrong spot. But I think we've also long abandoned any completely any jet, pretense like, of having a schedule of what we do format. 
Because I for, almost forget to do my, my stuff and things at the end of the I mean, episodes. we kind of gave the general order of things, but if you go back and listen to early episodes, like, I had it outlined, like, schedule of this is what we talk about yes, when. Yes, exactly. And we do, but Hi, at this I'm point, OCD. well, we're 40 some yeah, odd episodes problems. into it. We yeah. know it. Well, we know that. 45 episodes I later, we're well aware you have problems. You yawn a lot, and I say, um, and I make fun of you. That's our positions in this podcast. And you talk with your hands when no one can see. I do. I get yelled we at for eating. how much I talk and move my hands. We eat dinner, generally, <laughs> because we always record these in the evening. Generally. Yes, generally. In the early episodes, I think so we sometimes recorded them in the afternoon. But mm-hmm. generally, we record these at, after dinner time during the week. So we generally eat dinner before we do this. And actually, our waitress at the restaurant we ate at said to Jeff that he could move his hands really fast. Because I'm sitting there Because he was talking. talking about something, and he's doing the thing where you just wave your hands back and forth, and you're like... Trying to like, it's I don't know what this. I know. I don't even mean to do it. Just Italian. I am Italian, and that's what happens is we talk with our hands. Anyone's Italian out there knows that's what we do. But I'm not Italian, and I talk with my hands all the time. You might might just rub off because mm. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people. I think the Irish talk with their hands. That could be. I think Dan talks a lot. There's with so his many. Hands. <laughs> there's a lot of pictures <laughs> of me doing this. Which is basically a weird jazz hand. It is like a weird like, like stationary jazz, jazz hands. It's kind of like when you <laughs> exasperate, just go. I mean, <sighs> just <laughs> y'all know what we're doing. So yes, anyways, we I watched the picture on the website of the thing I'm talking the thing. about. There's one really specific picture I'm thinking of where I do this. Well, find that picture and that will be on the website. Okay, because <laughs> we everybody knows what we look like at this point, so it doesn't. This matter. is an old picture. But yeah, so we're watching the 1942 version. A uh, quick note, and I hope I'm not stepping on your your trivia. <laughs> Man, at don't any worry point. about it. But um, this version of the film is the, the 1942 70. Two-minute version version of the film is the only version that actually is copyrighted by the Chaplin Film Company, a.k.a. it's the only movie that Chaplin, it's the only version of the film that Chaplin technically owns. The original version, the original full theatrical release, I I suppose the extended theatrical release, (laughs) is uh, is on YouTube that is in the public domain. So if you go to the webpage for this episode, or if you're already there, if you scroll down to the media section, I have posted... The full-length movie. Not the version we watched, but the full-length original 95-minute movie. So, And then I lit my shirt on fire. <laughs> so just, I, wanted to, I wanted to bring that up real quick about it. And the main thing, the main difference is uh, the reason why the movie was so much longer. The movie actually, the silent versions actually ran 82 minutes. And I'll talk about more about why there's such a time difference because it's not like he cut a ton of stuff out of this movie mm-hmm. it, it all deals with the speed of the film and i'll talk about that when we get to technology because i have technology to talk about in this Yay! episode and i'm very excited to talk about for technology. the first time in like ever ever so yes yeah. so anyways that's all so um uh Lindsay, Lindsay, uh your opinion of the movie real quick well first of all it's an 8.5 out of 10 oh yes i forgot IMDb. your stuff that you got to do i'm still trying to find the picture of me and my hands <laughs> Um, I found pictures of tiny babies on Facebook. We will not be posting the picture. Are we talking about how I feel about it? Yes. I liked it. Did you like it? I didn't love it. It's not, I think it's, I don't think it's as good as uh, Modern Times. I think Modern Times is I don't think it's as good as Modern Times or Duck Soup. I think Duck Soup should be, but we literally just watched, no, we watched Nashville. We watched Nashville. Duck Soup was before. That's the only problem with doing so many episodes. But as I know, as I said to you earlier. Right. This dropped 16 spots. Duck Soup went up 25. Yeah. So that gives you an indication of how comedy America, uh, the Amer- I guess maybe the American Film Institute's view of comedy has changed. 
That makes sense. Well, what's I don't know. I just what is the uh, what's the summary? Because we didn't read the summary yet for the film. And then uh, the oh, tramp need... goes to the Klondike in search of gold and finds it and more. That's about it. That's about it. And then uh, do you have a summary for it? <laughs> Would it be? That's a real bear. <laughs> yes. I like that I'm doing your summary. That's a real bear. <laughs> but it's very true. It's very true. At one point in the movie, uh, you can tell the times have changed in, in Hollywood because at the time of this movie being released, there's a there's a sequence where Chaplin's character, the tramp or the 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 lone prospector, um, is walking along the side of a mountain, and there is a real giant black bear walking right behind him. I just shot a bear. <laughs> and and you know in your in your head you're sitting there going like nowadays they probably would not have done that just with an with an actor. Cuz think about it, Chaplin at the height was just as successful as any other, you know, any other major celebrity mm-hmm. nowadays, major actor. He was huge in Hollywood. Nowadays, you probably wouldn't get Johnny Depp or somebody along the, like George Clooney along those lines being so close to an animal like that. No. Like, you know, I don't think they would, they would have CG'd it or they would have composed, like they would have done something mm-hmm. to probably fake it just in the fear of that animal, even no matter how trained they are, just going crazy. Yeah. And maybe attacking them and ruining, you know, and it just, I think the lawyers of the studios would be just freaking out about yeah, it. Yeah, we don't know. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen nowadays, so. No, no. Well, um, also, uh, Roger Ebert did not have a review for this film. Okay. And obviously there was no meta score, so. No, there was There not was a kind of a, a lack when it came to some of that stuff, but we will. the heads up, you have lots of notifications on your Facebook of me liking pictures that are like three years old. Oh, this phase. This is what happens when you tell me. <laughs> when I tell you to go look through photos. To look through things. <laughs> look for things. Well, let me move on to the awards and technology no, section of this podcast. Yeah, go for um, it. All right, so this film had been nominated for five awards. So more than the, well, not Nashville, but mm-hmm. more than Duck Soup had been. Um, it did not win, and it would have been nominated for two Academy Awards in 1943. So for the 1942 year of uh, of, of movies. So mm-hmm. when it got reissued, which again is the version we watch and the version you'll probably find, it was nominated for two Oscars and the nominations were best sound and then best music scoring of a dramatic or comedy picture. So it's a very young picture of you and Colin. I'm Oh my goodness. So many pictures. Um, it's like four years old. So it, it did not win any of those, but it is in the national film registry as of 1992. So, 50 years after it got reissued and just shy of 70 years after it came out, it did get put into the National Film Registry. So it will be forever and ever and ever. Yay! Which is cool because I do thoroughly enjoy Charlie Chapman films. There's much rejoicing I'm really glad that his films are being preserved. So that's all for the awards section. Now my technology section. Okay. So this time around, we are going to talk about the exciting category and topic of projection projection speeds. Okay, so Woo-hoo! here's what we're talking about. When you go to the movie now, not maybe not so much nowadays because a lot of theaters are digital, so they don't actually have the projector like they used to with the film. Film is recorded, and I know we've talked about this in the past. Film generally, Hollywood movies are shot at twenty nine point three seven or five seven or nine seven. I'm not exactly hundred percent. I think it's twenty 
29.97. Anyways, it's shot at like 29 frames a second or 30 frames a second. Right. Are you fact-checking me? Are nope, you going to look I'm that just up? Listening to your um, talk. so what happens is that's what the film is shot at. So that's 29 frames or whatever that are are shot for are displayed for every second of movie you watch. Okay. So that is the that is the 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 industry standard. That is what everything is shot at. Mm-hmm. Or at least with film. Again, digital's different. It's a little different in how things are work, so we're not going to deal with that. What happened back in the day with silent films, nowadays, you know, most cameras from like the 30s or not the 30s, maybe like the 40s onwards were all uh, electronic. They would automatically run at that certain speed. Back in the days in silent films, the projector, the camera was actually hand cranked. So the camera guy had to sit there and crank the wheel to turn the film. So if he cranked it too slow or too fast, that's where you got like the sped up action or the slow down action was because he was not cranking the camera fast enough. He was under cranking or over cranking it. So... The same long along the same lines, the film was shot at this one way. The studios would be like, well, hey, this film was shot with this, you know, roughly this frame rate. Then the projector cameras themselves um, would also be displayed at rates that same rate to try to match what they filmed it at. So it would be displayed correctly. But what happened was um, there was never a constant speed and the projectionist would kind of choose what he wanted to do. Now, if the frames, if there's not as many frames in the movie as there are other ones. Okay, that's the one. Mm -hmm. Um, Send me a message with that. I liked it. You'll know. Um, So what happened is the the original 1925 version of the Gold Rush. The reason why a lot of places say the film is 95 minutes long is because Mm -hmm. it was actually displayed at the incorrect speed. It technically was only 82 minutes long when displayed at the correct speed of film. So what happened was what changed that whole thing. So that's why the film is different lengths and different times and stuff. That's basically the gist of it. So really Chaplin only removed about 10 minutes of footage out of the film. He didn't remove 23 minutes of a movie. It just, they, they, they synced the footage to play at the correct speed to match the sound. And then that's why it was the length that it was. Now, what happened was it was because of the advent of sound. I'm sorry. It's not 29 frames. I think it's 24 frames. That's what they went to. Uh, so I apologize. I apologize. Don't post about it. I know I'm wrong about the speed and I wish I could remember it off the top of my head right now. But, um, uh, I'm pretty positive it's 24 because what happened was when they made sound, um, all the film projectors in the in most of the major movie theaters uh, were projecting it at a at the constant speed of the 24 frames a second. So they basically the studios Warner Brothers of all places because Warner Brothers was kind of the not the inventor of sound but was kind of the one that first adapted it and made it made it big and made the studio, made all the theaters change over. It was them and Western Electric that actually tried to find whatever that proper speed was. And then they based that for the speed for the sound to play back at and all that stuff. So it was, they kind of found the average one. But obviously movies nowadays, like The Hobbit. Like uh, 24 frames per second. It is 24 frames. Okay. Wait. See, I thought it was 29 for some reason. Why am I, what am I? According to Wikipedia. Yeah. In the motion picture industry where traditional film stock is used, the industry standard and projection formats are 24 frames per second. Historically, 25 frames per second were used in some European countries. Shooting at a slower frame rate would create fast motion when projected, while shooting at a frame rate higher than 24 frames per second would create slow motion when projected. So that's okay. I really thought it was I thought it was 29 frames. I'll have to look that up. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna dig around a little bit. Digital video. 
Is digital video shot at digital 29 video, frames? Uh, 30 frames is progressive format. Okay. And produces video at 30 frames per second. Which would be the 29 point, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Okay, so... Widescreen um, film process. So I'm... Okay. So I, yeah. I again, right? see, like I said, I it didn't sound right for some reason, so that would make sense. So 24 frames a second is the Hollywood yeah. standard for it. So they, they picked out... It goes out, up to 300 frames per second. Which would be, would be slow motion. It's used for sports. Yeah. It'd be designed so, like, whenever they do, like, the like slow motion to show what happened mm-hmm. for, like, a touchdown or something like so that. So the higher the frame rate, it's slow mo- the slower it goes. Right, because... The, it projects to the screen. Right. Or bec- it moves on the screen. And the faster, or the smaller the number... The faster, the faster it'll show. it goes. Because what it is, is the higher that number, if it's 300 frames a second, there's 300 frames so that went smart. by in a second. So when you project that 300 frames at 24 frames a second, instead of 300 frames going by in a second... You're now only going 24 of that at one second, 24 at another second. So now you're seeing the action is slowed down because right. that 300 frames is stretched over a longer period of time instead of just a second. Gotcha. So that's why the high speed cameras are 300 frames a second, or I think there's even ones that go up to like 20,000 or Wikipedia something. Wikipedia says no. Wikipedia says 300. There's there's not like not like Wikipedia. Wikipedia says is no. not a reliable source. Let me close my Wikipedia window <laughs> on projection speeds. So yeah, anyway, so that's okay. I apologize. That was technology I haven't done in a while, but I thought that was kind of an interesting because it did deal with the film and the length of the movie and versions of the film. And it all was because of the speed that the projectionist showed it. Because there was some versions of this movie that technically claimed to run anywhere from 95 minutes to 105 minutes because of the speed of the theater camera. Gotcha. Which would have meant that the action was slower on the screen. Which would have meant that the damn piano player had to play the music for a hell of a lot longer than they were supposed to play it. So, Anyways, that is the end of technology section with Jeff. We shall now move on to trivia. Trivia! After I looked through a bunch of pictures and made myself really sad. With Lindsay. Don't ever look at old pictures. It's not even old pictures of like me with other people. It's just old pictures of me. And I'm just like... <sighs> I know, but we should never look at old pictures. I'm going running tomorrow. It, it, that's the exact reason why I don't look at old pictures. Because trust me, it's not that it's not noticeable to everyone else. It's only noticeable to me. I will say this right now: there are very few pictures of me that I personally take that are not photoshopped. Because I, ho- I wonder I if you photoshopped it. some of them that I just looked at. Well, granted, they're also five years old almost. What would I have photoshopped on them? Nothing. I just look really thin, like thinner than I remember being then. So I don't know if you I did not photoshop liquefied them or whatever. But <laughs> yes, Lindsay, I liquefied all your photos. Also, I wore a lot of really low cut things back in the day. Yes, I've kind of stopped doing that. Yes, you did. <laughs> We're not friends anymore. <laughs> That's a you notice when I start dating Colin, the shirts get less low cut. <laughs> It's also the middle of effing January, and the high no. tomorrow is three. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's a heat wave. Low, wear your low-cut tops. Also, I'm going to be a teacher. I can't exactly have that in my wardrobe all that much. Yeah. <laughs> Not a college professor, a teacher. Oh, that's true. Okay. All right, do your trivia. Off topic, back on topic. Yes, go. So, the dancing roll sequence oh, was so popular roles. with audiences that, in some cases, such as at the Ber- film's Berlin premiere, <laughs> the projectionist stopped the film and replayed the scene. That that clip is currently also on the website if you have never seen it. You probably have seen it referenced before, because yeah. that's a well-known clip. 
At the time of filming, Charlie Chaplin and Georgia Hale, who was the showgirl, Mm -hmm. were having an affair. So that when their final lingering kiss was filmed, it was, according to Hale, not acting. Now, I should also mention this was in the 1925 version. Yes. By the time the movie was reissued in 1942, Chaplin was long done with Hale, and he trimmed their final scene to exclude the long kiss. Yeah. There's no kiss at all. There's no kiss. They walk up the stairs of the boat, and that's it. Yep. Fade to black. The end. The end of the movie. Yep, yep. Charlie Chaplin stated that this this was the film by which he most wanted to be remembered. Okay. I don't know. That sentence made no sense in my brain. <laughs> Those words don't make any sense. Words are stupid. Words are stupid. And we, coming from the two people who, I have to read a 36-page article later tonight, balls. Words are stupid. Coming from the two people who regularly record a podcast where the only thing you can hear are words. Math. Math. Oh, God. Did you say math or meh? Math. Okay. Because that's what I repeated. Colin and I were driving to lacrosse last New Year's Eve, and yes. we hadn't even been in the car for that long. I think we had just gotten out of Milwaukee, so we'd been in the car for like 45 minutes, and it's like a four-hour drive to lacrosse from Milwaukee. Okay. Or from Racine, rather. And I just, I had lost it at some point, and just looked at the car next to us and went, math, like as we passed the car. Well, and the person then. driving just looked at me like I was not. I mean, they couldn't hear me because it was, you know, December and the windows weren't down. But she gave me the weirdest look. Yeah, because you looked over and somebody's mouthing something <laughs> at her with probably a goofy face. Oh, my Weirdo. brain so doesn't work a lot. Okay. Back on topic. <clears throat> the scene where the lone prospector I was say, was there and more? Big Jim have a boot for supper took three days and 36 takes to suit director Charles Chaplin. Mm-hmm. The boot was made of licorice, and Chaplin was later rushed to the hospital suffering insulin shock. Oops. <laughs> the boot was made by the, fil- the firm of Hillaby in Pontefract, West Yorkshire, England. Pontefract is famous for growing licorice and making it into pomfret cakes. Licorice is a food or is a as an item. Licorice is a is it a plant? They it's made from a plant. Okay, okay. Well, black licorice is like anise flavored things, like Jaeger and absinthe. Because I'm just giving alcohol references. Because and black licorice. What we do and black licorice are (laughs) that's that flavor. That's why, like, if you eat too many black jelly beans, your tongue goes numb. Oh, ever had that happen? No, I do. I don't eat black jelly beans. Oh, I love black jelly beans. My favorite thing in Easter is the fact that they now make just bags of black jelly beans. They call them like crow's eggs or something like that. Well, it's like a fern. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even I'm sorry. Excuse you? (laughs) I don't even know what that is. (laughs) I think I hiccuped. (laughs) And then died for a second. Uh, Premiere voted this movie as one of the 50 greatest comedies of all time in 2006. Number one. We're 23 minutes in and I just now yawned. That's pretty damn good. I was kind of sad by that. The part of Georgia the showgirl was originally written for Charlie Chaplin's new wife, Lita Gray, but she was replaced by Georgia Hale when she became pregnant. (laughs) A real American black bear was used for the scene where the lone prospector encounters the beast. This was unusual for the time when it was normal for very phony looking costumed men to play large animals. Which is, as we made the comment about 
there is that one moment in the sequence inside the cabin where it is a guy in a suit. Yes. And then they cut back to the creature running out. And, and it's, it's a bear. It's a bear. I just <laughs> shot a bear. God, I can't wait to rewatch Lost. <sighs> Location filming proved too problematic, so Charlie Chaplin shot the entire film on the back lot and stages of his Hollywood studio, including an elaborate reconstruction of the Klondike. His leisurely approach to filmmaking and multiple takes did not suit the demands of location filming because <laughs> people would have died. Yeah, people wouldn't have been happy. The 2,500 men playing prospectors were real vagrants who were hired for one day's pay. Oh. This would have been before the Depression. Yeah. There was 27 times more film shot than appeared in the final cut of the movie. And that's the final cut, not the re-release final cut. Which Chaplin was very much so known for doing takes after takes after takes and extra footage and then cutting down. He was he was a huge perfectionist when it came to his films. Yes. The only location shot used in the final... Oh, final cut of the film is the is opening shot of the miners heading up the Chilkoot Pass. I'm assuming it's not the part where I said that's a painting, but the second part. It's the second part. Where I they're coming up over the hill. Yeah, I think Not that. the painting part. Right, right. Because that is a painting. <laughs> I know what real mountains look like. Kind of. Uh, this film was kind selected of. to the National Film Registry Library of Congress in 92. Yep. Preserved forever. The only Charlie Chaplin silent comedy in which he began to shoot with a story fully worked out. Because it was very commonplace back then to... Improv. To improv it. To be, to be, go have, do it as you go. A concept, but then just kind of go with it and see what you came out with. That, that They did it all the time. Watch the Chaplin movie with Robert Downey Jr. You Which is see not that on happening. Netflix anymore. Oh, that movie's so brilliant. The first, this was also great. the first Charlie Chaplin silent film, which he revived with the addition of sound for new audiences. You could stick that in the Google folder if you have it somewhere. What? Chaplin. Oh, okay. I shall do that. Uh, this was voted the 15th greatest film of all time by Entertainment Weekly. Originally, a stagehand wore the chicken suit for Jim's hallucination, but when he couldn't mind Charlie Chaplin's walk and manners, Chaplin himself donned the suit. This movie was re-released in theaters in 1942 with a new musical score. Much of the new music was written by Charlie Chaplin in collaboration with musical director Max Terr. T-E-R-R? I said Terr, yeah. Which, and it's him that got the... And I be Terry, so it's Terr. And that's who got the Oscar nomination was Max Terror, not Chaplin. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm sorry. Chaplin also added sound effects to the film and replaced the silent movie title cards with descriptive voiceover narration. Yes. The 1990 or 1942 version is included in the two disc special edition DVD of the film. So the DVD special edition does have the original. The new release received two Oscar nominations in 1943. Best music score of a dramatic or comedy picture and ironically for best sound. (laughs) The oh, here we go. This answers your question. Yes. When shot silent, the film would utilize the entire image area available measuring 1.33 to colon 1. Yep. Okay. Which was the old school full frame. When reissued in 1942 with sound, the sound strip was overlaid over the left part of the film and the top and the bottom were cropped as well to maintain the 1.37 colon 1 aspect ratio. This is the Academy ratio, resulting in sometimes awkward image composition. This can be seen on the Warner DVD releases of the reissue, while the previous image entertainment disc was mastered from the full silent aperture negative and does not contain the cropping. So, that would have been a good, that's a good thing to talk about in like the technology section too. Basically the gist of it, yeah, what you just said is is the truth. The, the sound itself, in the pre, pre-talkies days, 
pre talkies. Um, <laughs> they the film, the actual film itself, would use the full full width, the full piece of film. When they invented sound, instead of having sound be on another reel that you had to then sync up and all that weird stuff, they actually used a they they extended the the film in some cases a little bit more. And then what they did is they they put the film on the left hand side, or sorry, they put the soundtrack on the left hand side of the film. So if you looked at the piece of film strip, you would see the little the little cell of the video, and then you would see the strip of like colors and stuff on the left hand side, and that was the sound. Okay. So what they did is they had to recrop the film to cram it on that right side, <laughs> which is it. cram it. Which is why, like, if you watch this film on like the version we watched, you don't get. Or then you compare it to like the original nineteen twenty five version that's on the website. The nineteen twenty five version, you'll see like. Like almost like a black vignette around the outside. Okay. And that's actually because that's the full frame. You're getting you're actually getting the circular no- notion of the lens. And that's what's not being filmed. So you kind of have these dark corners. The crop version that we watched mm-hmm. because it's cropped kind of cuts those upper those corner circles out. So it's because I've it's asked in the past when we've watched older movies like <clears throat> this, why it's got the I that's, think it was with modern times. I asked. It might have been. Yeah, because we've only. We haven't watched this a whole lot of... This is the third... Well, this would have been the third silent version, or silent movie we watched if mm-hmm. we had watched the 1925 version. Because one of the other ones we watched the... Modern Times, Sunrise, A Song of Two Humans, yeah. and this one. Yep. <laughs> that were our silent films. Oh, Sunrise, A Song of Two Humans. It's so Such much fun to make fun of that movie. movie. <laughs> Max Swain, who plays Big Jim, yep. decided to quit complaining he couldn't bear such a vigorous role wearing a thick fur winter suit. Chaplin let him leave, but decided to coax him back. Unfortunately, Swain had already shaved, and rather than have him wear a fake beard, Chaplin decided to pause production until Swain regrew his beard. Yeah, all which you could do with your own money back in the days. Uh, during production, Charlie Chaplin's short-lived marriage to Lita Gray collapsed, and he embarked on an affair with leading lady Georgia Hale, who, as Jeff pointed out to me off mic when we were doing our research while watching the movie... She didn't have a career after silent film. No. Because her voice was so terrible, she was deemed unsuitable, unsuitable for, talkies for talkies and was released from her contract. Was one of the first people that got booted out of Hollywood because she could not she, she didn't had have, a terrible voice. She did not have it she did not have an attractive voice. This we'll is, just say that. This is the fifth highest grossing silent film in history. Um the first United Artists film in which Charlie Chaplin took a starring role. And the film entered the public domain in 1953 because the claimants neglected to renew its copyright registration. 1953? Yep. Because Chaplin, if he would have, re- if he, since he re-edited the film, he would have had to redo all the copyright information for the new version of the film, which then was the reason why it was able to be uh, nominated for Oscars and stuff. Interesting. So because he re-edited the film, they didn't bother caring about the original release of the movie. Oh, that'd be so weird. That'd have been so weird. That'd have been like, like that. Basically, that the equivalency of that would have been George Lucas doing the doing like the special editions of Star Wars in '97 mm-hmm. and saying, "Well, f- like, forget the original versions and the, letting the copyright go on the original one from 1977 and keeping the copyright in the 1997 version." So then, the original edit of the film goes in the public domain, but. We still have the special edition version. So it's it's like that's the equivalency of that is him just forgiving or forgetting the original version and not bothering with it. Interesting. Interesting. I find that interesting, at least. I don't know about you people. <laughs> what do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? By the way, 
The number one highest grossing silent film in history yeah. is The Artist from 2011. I don't think that should count. Number two is The Birth of the Nation. We have to watch that, don't we? Yep. I think so. No, no, Isn't no. We're watching Intolerance. Oh, we're watching Intolerance. Oh, okay. Which is not on the top 10 films highest <laughs> grossing. However, uh, The Circus, which is a Charlie Chaplin film, is number eight. And then The Gold Rush is number six. So he actually has two of those films. And the highest grossing. Technically, see though, technically, the artist is a silent film. That is a. I know it it's is, just but still, not that's that's it would be the highest grossing silent film of all time. So that's why it classifies. It doesn't it's if they still stupid if they said from the silent film era, then no, it wouldn't be on it. But that's why the Gold Rush is number six. So yes, how are you doing on trivia? That's are it. Done? I'm done. Are you done? I Sorry. was assuming, but Sorry. I didn't. The end. Want to jump on you? So, all right, so now on to the section formerly titled Things I Learned from This Movie, now called Stuff and Things from Jeff, because we just, I couldn't keep it to Things I Learned. It was just more of my random comments and thoughts Mm -hmm. about the movie as we watched it. So, number one, shoes are okay to eat. Yep. It's very possible. If you ever get hungry, eat a shoe. Number two, as long as you boil it in water, Mm -hmm. obviously. Number two, sand could be used to fool 1920s audiences into thinking it was snow. Yep. Because outside that cabin, there's no way in hell that was snow. That is sand. It fell. It was granular. Number three, to afford a New Year's dinner for five people, you only needed to shovel the snow in front of two stores. And he made a big dinner. He had like a whole bird and plates and dishes and everything. Yep. And finally, number four, I have never stood in a giant circle, held hands, and sang Old Lang Syne at midnight like I was in a How the Grinch Stole Christmas special. It just it felt like that. It I, I on New Year's Eve, I've never Christmas, sat there and done Christmas that. Christmas Day. I'm done. <laughs> so that is stuff and things from Jeff in this Yay. episode. So all right. So well, final thoughts regarding the movie or thoughts regarding the movie. I think that it should be high. Uh, I think duck soup should be above this. Do you think where they're at on the list are should be okay? flip flopped? Yeah. I think they should be flip-flopped. I think they are okay where they are on the list. You think- Actually, you know what? Of the two Chaplin movies that we've watched so far on this mm-hmm. list, I think Modern Times should be above, or should be where this is, and this should be where Modern Times is. See, in, in my thought process... I think yeah, go ahead. Modern Times speaks, still speaks more to this time period than the Gold Rush does. Because the Gold Rush is a very specific time period yeah, in American history. Modern Times kind of just, it can still be read today. Because it deals with technology replacing people. Mm-hmm. basically is the gist of that film. Yeah. And whereas this is the gold rush, which I understand why the movie's on the list. By all, you know, I understand why that's this film, why the gold rush is on the, the list as a whole, because mm-hmm. it does paint a snapshot of that era of American history, the whole gold rush era, like how dangerous it was for people mm-hmm. and, you know, and just that, 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 that life back then. So, but yeah, besides that, it's, it's, I would, I, I do. I, as I've mentioned numerous times before, I flat out love Charlie Chaplin. I always have my whole life, but I probably would agree. I think you would. I think you should flip the two of them. Mm-hmm. And because I mean, again, the other problem is that this is you know at least the version we watch now. Growing up as a kid, I swear I, the version I only ever saw on television was the full ninety-five minute version. Mm-hmm. I don't ever remember seeing this version with the narration because I there's a there's a piece of, I don't know, there's a there's a part of me that really likes silent movies and having the title card coming up and just enjoying the visual 
mm-hmm. of the people on stage. And oh God, <laughs> that's an old photo of us, uh, of all of us, our whole group of friends, for that matter. Um, 2008. Jesus. Wow. That was six years ago. Um, but no, I, I thoroughly enjoy the uh, I, I enjoy watching the acting of the of the actors. I like just seeing the emotion because Chapman was very good at emoting. Truthfully, I I think I prefer the silent film version. Yeah, I don't. And again, I, it's weird. It's here's why it's weird. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't give you, um, like, the title cards, because they're not there. Yeah. If he's not narrating and they're talking, you have no idea what they're saying. Yeah, and there's a handful of moments in the film. That's why I kept saying, guys, the cards, the cards. (laughs) So I... Raise your hand if you're a fatty. (laughs) I would, but I would drop my marshmallow. So, yeah, I I think if if you can watch the version of the film that's on, watch this version, because obviously this is the version that Chaplin wanted you to see, and it's the version that, that is... This I'm assuming obviously it's this version that's in the the film registry of the National Film Archive and it's it's that so watch this version but if you have the 95 minutes after you've watched this one watch the watch the full public domain version because I personally think you'll like that version better. I'm really looking forward to the next couple of movies. Yes, we have a handful of We're kind of through the here. woods of stuff I don't really want to watch. Mhm. Not that it's just I'm not as engaged. Well, Duck with Soup it. was good. Duck Soup was good, but like Nashville, Nashville was okay. I like I like the Gold Sullivan's Rush. Sullivan's but... Travels was boring. American <laughs> Graffiti was okay. It's a lot of kind but of. But now we have ground. Rocky Jaws, North by Northwest, Mash Deer Hunter, Taxi Driver. Yeah, all in a row. And then isn't Lord of the Rings after that? Uh, we have to watch West Side Story before we watch Lord oh, of the Rings. Okay, okay. <laughs> I hate Lindsay. West Side Story. Okay, you beat me to the punch. I'm like, Lindsay doesn't seem to this care This will be the first that. movie I hate that's on this list. Oh, okay. All right. That I know I hate before we watch it. Okay. I've never liked West Side Story, ever. <laughs> I don't. I know, I'm I not I don't like it. Leonard Bernstein. I'm I don't like... I'm very glad there's a movie that you hate on this podcast. <laughs> Besides Sophie's Choice. All right, well, what's the next movie on the list, kiddos? Rocky. Rocky. Um, does this mean I'm going to... Get my guy card taken away from me because I've never seen Rocky? No, because I've never seen it either. I mean, that doesn't qualify for the guy card thing, but I just, I've never seen it. I feel like I feel like it's a requirement for every guy to watch and love Rocky. I love Die Hard. I love another That's very fine. cliche guy action film. I love that movie so much. But I've never I never had an interest in Rocky strictly because like I'm not huge into sports and right. I saw it boxing and in my in my head as a kid I went boxing's a sport I don't like sports I'm not going to like Rocky which is why growing up for the longest time I never watched any sport movies but then like I watched Mighty Ducks because we watched hockey as a kid when I grew up and then we watched like like I like Days of Thunder I've never seen Days of Thunder NASCAR is a sport quote unquote so it's a sport technically sport. it's in the title yeah, okay. um but uh, I mean, and so like I like Days of Thunder. It's a stupid, cheesy film with Tom Cruise in his early heyday. But I like the movie. It's fun. I like Top Gun. So like, like I never watched movies like this, like Rocky as a kid. And I'm now just getting like, I love Rambo. Rambo's a stupid ass movie. But I love those movies. I love all of them, especially the most recent ones. Ridiculous. But besides that, no. Uh, all right. Well, next movie is Rocky. I'm looking forward to watching that movie. I cannot think of how the theme from Rocky goes right now. All I can think of is... 
The which one? I think all I can think of is half eye of the tiger. Yeah, which and is half flying high now. Which that that's how does the theme from Rocky go? How does the theme from Rocky go? Yeah. Um. Uh. The the flying high now one. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, racing. Go. <laughs> Gonna fly now. Ha. Bill Conti. Ha. Theme from yeah, Rocky. I know, but that doesn't help me as to how it goes. Stupid YouTube commercial! <laughs> I win. I win. Dun 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 well, yeah. yeah, there's weird synthesizer at one point, oh, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 1976. 1976. Booyah. And then uh, Jaws after Jaws, that. Jaws, 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 Jaws. Which, that one's 75, mm-hmm. isn't it? So, <gasps> we're hitting a period of the 70s. I would like... <clears throat> so, continuing our brief mentioning of of movies from the 70s in the last episode. Because I'm still not commenting on what movie I... Don't, because I know what it is now. Yeah, because we I'm talked about it afterwards. Um... I would like to. I'm. I'm really interested because I haven't seen Rocky and I haven't watched Jaws in forever. But I would like to sit back and watch both these movies. Now I'd like to see these two '70s movies, kind of back to back, to see what to see if my theory regarding movies from the '70s is still true. I would like to say that prior to me ever going into it more. Okay. So I'm kind of curious to see. I'm like I'd like to know. Whether my my concept is is true, but yeah, Lindsay, I told Lindsay after we got off the air because the last episode ends with you just rattling off movie titles, <laughs> and I completely skipped the one. Yeah, you skipped the one that it is. It wasn't any of those titles. So, well, anyways, we're at forty two minutes for an episode, wow. so we should probably wrap things up. Shut so it down. Do your thing. It's all uphill from here. There you go. And this movie went out to Radio Rahim. Radio Rahim, wherever you are. I miss you, Radio Rahim. It's been I so long. I just read something again about uh, do the right thing. I can't remember what it was. Was it, like, positive? Or was it just like, eh, this was a movie that was existing? I don't remember. Oh. Well, again, for anybody who's new to the list and who has not watched any of the movies that we recommend way back when, uh, even though the original, like, handful of episodes of the podcast weren't the greatest go back and listen to our uh, do the right thing episode and then watch or go back watch do the right thing if you have not watched it and then go back and listen to that episode see how silly we were with our podcast Mm -hmm. over a year almost a year ago so anyways bye 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 all right bye (laughs) i guess that's it (laughs) goodbye everybody goodbye okay bye now bye all right bye get out i'm gonna do that for the next one by the way that's the opening of rocky (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Internet Dwellers. This is Jeff Bell, president of the Ghost Hat Network, here at the end of this episode to give a quick plug about some of our other exciting shows. But wait a minute, Jeff. You have other shows? Why, yes, random listener, we do. If you head over to ghosthat.net, you can find a heap of shows we produce on a semi-regular basis. Like... Super Happy Fun Time, the podcast where Colin Kirchner and myself sit one-on-one and talk movies, TV, video games, and other big things we care about. The Midnight Sleuth, a comedy detective mystery show in the style of old-time radio that follows the adventures of Midnight Sleuth and his partner, Linda Talbot, as they solve crimes, stop the bad guys, and poke fun at the source material. Famous Person Story Time, a podcast where celebrities retell their favorite nursery rhymes or fairy tales as best as they can remember it, even if that memory is completely wrong. 
So if you're in need of some new shows to listen to on your commute, while working out, or simply relaxing at home, be sure to head over to ghosthat.net now and subscribe to our shows. For more information about this and other projects, visit our official website at www.ghosthat.net or like us on Facebook at facebook.com ghosthat. Thank you.